All right, we are back for another Blazing Cards episode, and today our guest is Ed Aception. How's it going, Ed? Oh, great, going oh, great. Good. Uh, you mind starting off by just introducing yourself? Uh, hi, my name's Ed. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I used to play it a lot. Uh, what, I, what are your accomplishments? Sorry, I should have been more specific. <laughs> uh, where do people know you from? Do you, do you want to like me to name them all, or do you want me to just like just you, say like yeah. in general? Yeah, either way. I mean, if you happen to have it memorized, that'd be awesome. And if not, you can just go with the, you know, the broad. Okay. Well, uh, I have a because I have it here on my phone because <laughs> I like I always do this, but uh, the top sixteen it. YCS San Mateo, two thousand fifteen. Mm -hmm. uh, fourth place YCS Dallas, top sixteen Las Vegas. Third place YCS Anaheim, top thirty two YCS Dallas, top thirty two YCS Salt Lake, top eight YCS Chicago. Third place YC Atlanta. Third place YCS Peru. Uh, two top 64s in 2016, 2017, and a WCQ and top eight UDS Sacramento, if we're just counting Konami. Jeez, that's a lot of tops. That's awesome. Yeah. How many, how, do you know how many that is total? Is that like it's, like, it's like 13, 13, I think. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, so how long have you been playing the, the game for? Uh, around, I started whenever Stardust Dragon came out, because that was my first ever, like, you know, card like I, that, that was my first ever like sneak preview when they did like the really broken sneak previews where they would run out like convention centers and stuff and, like that uh, for that that's the third time this has come up today that's so funny i keep yeah that's how you know that you're like a real og when you remember those those were those are crazy yeah those are ude days mm -hmm. uh i know that was great because like there'd be like 200 people there and you could just get everything you needed for your deck. Yeah, yeah yeah there'd be so much like and you didn't feel bad because like there was you know, and like the, when you go to local ones, there's these little kids that pull the packs, but then there's actually just enough like people and cars where you can get like anything you need. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so what made you get into the game then? Uh, so there was, uh, I've always like liked the show, like the original Yu-Gi-Oh series. Mm -hmm. And uh, in like 2009, I think, um, I went to Anime Expo, which is like an anime convention and stuff like that. And I was walking past, the, uh, walking past like the, the card game room, you know, the board game room. And they were like, all right, everyone, here are your star chips. And I was like, oh, that's like the TV show. I've seen that before. And I was like, I, you know, I talked to the owners of the tournament. Oh, yeah, this is how we decide who's in the finals. If you have 20 star chips, you make it into like a bracket. And I'm like, yo, this is like the anime. So I went down. I bought um, I bought the, the, the Grandmark structure deck, you know, the one with the the Earth Exodia structure deck. Okay, okay. And I bought, I bought two of them, and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going to enter this tournament. Obviously, you know, I get stomped, but then that, that's what it, where it all started. <laughs> that's hilarious. And you just happened to, like, watch the show as a kid? Yeah, I, I just watched the show as a kid, and then um, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, two weeks later, I was like, you know what? Like, I paid, like, 30 bucks for, like, all these Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Is, is there, like, somewhere to play? And I looked it up, and I just went to my local card store. Nice. Yeah, they should do those stars for like a YCS or national or something. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like gave everybody like a little band on their arm and was like, yeah. No, there should be like a little side event like that one. You know what oh, I mean? Definitely like, should yeah. be that for sure. They could do a lot of fun things, I feel like, that they just don't, they, I don't know. They're, they're not like the most. Uh... No, they're, I don't want to say they're the most creative bunch, but I don't know. I, I understand where they're coming from because they, 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 they don't like taking risks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like there's so much, much like, fandom and people who are like diehard Yu-Gi-Oh fans that would just appreciate all these little stuffs like that you know what I mean oh for sure especially there's just such a big like uh market for past players who just like you like know reliving the moments and stuff like that. exactly yeah. just all the nostalgia and I think they would love to come back if there was something kind of for I speed duel might be uh that but um I don't know. I feel like if there was just a way to play like old format tournaments that could yeah. host, or even like like I would I would always say like imagine they do like uh the structure like Yugi structure that you know how they have the like structure deck tournaments like YCSs like mm -hmm. for like you know for like side events just have yeah. like a Yugi structure deck one or like something like that where it's like old school cards and people would be just like oh yeah and then you know it helps get rid of old product like that yeah for sure well crap if anyone has sealed Yugi star Yugi star decks I'll uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah definitely that one yeah for sure. <laughs> Um, so cool. Uh, when did you start playing competitively then? How did you kind of break into that? Um, so after, after like the two week, after I went to that, I played like locals every so often. I went to my first ever regionals, maybe a month later and <laughs> I went four and five, but three of the wins, no, three of the wins were buys. Three of the wins were buys. I played the entire tournament through and you know, like I was 
it was crazy. I played nine <laughs> rounds wow. and yeah, I just got destroyed. And then after that, um, the thing about it is like, I got really lucky. So I was born and raised in SoCal. Mm. So like the people who would go to my locals was like Adam Korn, Iman Ghani, mm. and like, like broken people, well, formerly broken people in their time, yeah. like stuff like that. And it's like, just in general, like I started playing when Asala started playing, uh, Robert Boyajian went to my locals, like just all these really good players. Mm-hmm. And eventually like it just so happened that we all just came up around the same time. We all just started, you know, going to events and things like that. And eventually like being surrounded by like all these good players just like up my game completely. So yeah. Wait, real quick, do you remember what your one win was against in that in that regional? Zombies. <laughs> against zombies. I have this like ridiculous memory. So I remember every single round. And like like there, there's a story I always tell people that like so when I was a little kid, not little, I was like 14 or something like that. Uh, my favorite card, my favorite card to this day is still Ejection Fairy Lily by far. Mm. And um, I had this combo that I came up with, it was the original combo, right? You go set Giant Rat and you attack it. You go Special Ejection Fairy Lily. Then you go Smashing Ground, you go Fisher, you know, one for one card and attack for 34. Broken, unbeatable combo by far. The, the issue was, this was like during Teledad format, you know what I mean? So this just would never happen. So my first ever round at a regional, I, I draw, I look at my hand, I go first. I draw a giant rat, smashing ground. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm destined to play Yu-Gi-Oh. This is, this is it. So I set, I set giant rat and then I'm like, this guy's gonna get it. And he summons this fire monster and attacks over my giant rat. And I go, okay, cool. I summon Injection Fairly. I'm hella proud. But you know what that fire monster was? It was a gladiator beast Laquari. <laughs> so it tags out for Mermillo. I've never seen these cards in my entire life. And so my mind was just blown. I was just oh, like, man. so I'm like, so it dies? They go, yes. And I put it in grave. And I'm like, in my head, I'm done. I'm ruined. I financially cannot come back from this. You know, like, and, and, and then I played like three gladiator beasts. And to this day, I still hate gladiator beasts because that first interaction, you know what I mean? That's hysterical. Oh man, I hope you don't have to read all those gladiator beast cards. They're so long. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro, like my card says summon an earth monster. Yours says like 20 <laughs> effects. That's unfair. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That Honestly, that's why I'm a little worried to get into Yu-Gi-Oh nowadays because everything mm-hmm. has like 20 effects. I'm like, oh my yeah. Lord, I don't want to read all this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going back to college. I'm gonna do all that. Reading. <laughs> I feel you on that. Uh, so, have you been playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh during this uh, pandemic? So uh, I go on and off. Uh, recently, uh, the LCS is coming up, the three v three, and I really, really wanted to play that one. Mm-hmm. So I've been practicing a lot. I'm playing a lot of Dueling Book, um, and I think I'm relatively ready. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm caught up. You know what I mean? So. I'm definitely down. I know what all the cards do. Like, you know, like it's crazy. I was so mad reading Drython cards because I was like, bro, I gotta gotta learn all of these new cards, you know? Because I just learned, like, because I, I stopped playing a little bit uh when Ad Emancipator came out. And then I started playing again. And I, I figured out how to play Ad Emancipator. I figured out all these cards. And then, you know, virtual world and Drython comes out, and I'm just like man, I got to spend another day reading all these cards, knowing what they're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel dumb when I'm like, hey, uh, Bowden, uh, how do I stop this deck? Because I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what to do in these cards because I feel dumb when I play Dueling Book and I'm like, I'm looking at my hand, I'm like, man, this, this should beat this guy, but I'm not entirely sure what his deck does. And then now I know what they do, so it's not that scary. Well, that's good. Hmm. What, I don't want to ask you what you're going to play, but what do you think like the top two or three best decks are right now? What do you expect? Uh, and what do you expect to see the most of for this tournament? Well, I think, I think it's dry thought. Like uh, I think dry talk probably is like the best deck, mm-hmm. um, but it's not necessarily the deck I would play because one, I feel like there are people that are playing dry since day one and they're just like godly with it. So there's no point in me getting styled on not knowing the, the, the inner workings of that deck. I'd rather just, you know, be like a brain dead monkey. Um, but I think virtual world is, 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 is all right. I think it's good, but I think it's like a less consistent version of dry. I feel like dry just has more plays. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I think, uh, I think like Zodiac, El- not Zodiac, uh, Eldritch, like Dragoon Eldritch. Eldritch is like a deck that a lot of people like just don't respect, but I think is like really, really good. Huh. Also nice. Prank Kid, Prank Kid and Broken. I, Prank I'm Kid. a big, yeah. big fan of Prank Kid. 
that's funny. I was just talking to my friend who got second at his local because he lost mm. to Frank Woods. And... Mm. That, that deck is really, 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 really good. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it's one of my top contenders of what I want to play this weekend, for sure. Well, what do you what do you expect to see the most? So I assume those two decks, Virtual World and... Yeah, it's, it's like Dry Town Virtual World. Like, um, yeah, pretty much like those two. They have the highest ceiling, so I feel like that's what most players would gravitate towards. Yeah, that makes sense. So I assume you're going to like side deck heavy for those two decks. Yeah, side deck, main deck heavy. Um, yeah, I, I practice a lot of dry con, so like, don't get that twisted. It's not like I might play it, but it's really how I feel on that day. There's a lot less stress because like Cody's really good, so he could just like carry me. You know what I mean? Because I played with Cody. Um, one of the three, the three v three that I got third. Well, I got at two three v threes. I got third place, but um, I played a three v three with Cody at the Atlanta. And then I hard carried Cody. I went X one in Swiss, and he went like X five. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So ho- so hopefully at LCS he could he could do the opposite and he could carry me. You know what I mean? Back, yeah. How do you feel about the three v threes? They didn't have them from when I was around, but it sounds so fun. I think well for LCS three v three, I don't think it's as fun as like the real world three v three. World three world the the real world three v three is broken by far. My favorite event. You know what I mean? Like it is it is so fun because like. I'm a D-Gen at heart, right? So, like, I win. I win my game. But then I have to look at my side and be like, God, I hope they win, you know? There's a little bit of rush in that. But besides that, it's like one of those, like, my biggest thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, I think friends, as sappy as it is, friends are the most important thing in Yu-Gi-Oh! So, like, it's testing a hidden skill in Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is finding friends, finding people you trust to play. So that's a real test of your Yu-Gi-Oh! skill, if you can do that, you know what I mean? It's true. It's true. And I mean, every time I have somebody on, they're like, I'm like, how did you get so good? And they're like, well, I found the right friends to play test with. And mm-hmm. like, we, we talk and exchange ideas. And so, you know, you have to find those friends that you trust to contribute good ideas. Yeah. So um, who, who would you say that you like go to when you, when you need help with Yu-Gi-Oh or like have a question? Is there like a couple go-to people or like, who's your friend group? Um, so right now, the people that I talk to a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh! is like Dominic Couch. He's like my friend. Uh, we talk every day. Uh, ben Wyman. Um, he's like a player from New York. He's really good. Like he, he, he has tops, but like he's like not known for, not, no, not known for being bad, but like, I don't know. Like he, he just like makes the decks and then I'll like look at him and be like, everything's broken. I'm gonna try this deck. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, just stuff like that. But like, um, when, when I was like hardcore playing, I would, I would talk to, that's the thing though. Like I talked to everyone, like my, my like hidden Yu-Gi-Oh talent is networking. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I need a deck list, that's I can get it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and it, it's just in general, like I'm very, like information is super key. You know, like I'm never going to be this guy that's like, Hey, give me this deck list. All right. Peace out. Like I know you got to trade information for information, that type of deal, you know, everything has a cost. So uh, like, I, I try to interact with as much people because like, even the people that aren't that good at Yu-Gi-Oh, you get broken ideas from them. And, and that's my thing, right? Where it's like uh, the smartest people learn from the dumbest questions, but the dumbest people can't even learn from the smartest answers. You know what I mean? If you can't get knowledge from people, like from the smallest little thing, like I literally topped a UDS because a little kid destroyed somebody with Magical Musketeer at my locals. And I was like, yo, that deck's broken. <laughs> and then I played Magical Musketeer and then I like crushed it at the UDS. And I was like, oh, this, and, and I was like, damn, I can't tell people that this little kid inspired it. You know what I mean? Like, Crazy. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's, it, it's just that. But like, if I had like a core group that uh, I like owe a lot of my success to, it would be like Team Ryan's car. That's what we call ourselves. Mm. It's like Ryan Murkami. He's a UDS champion. Uh, he has like a bunch of tops. Uh, Zach Stone. He's like my ne- next door neighbor, basically. And all of us live like a 10 minute like walk from each other, basically. That's how we all know oh, each perfect. other. Um, uh, Masashi Teriyama, Daniel Lee. Like these just people, they're, just, they're like, they're just people from my locals. And like, I don't know where we just became randomly broken and just topped events together. You know what I mean? And then even like Asala, Asala, Asala is someone that um, uh, we first started playing a lot with each other. Now, now he's a little, he's too cool for me. No, I don't want to say he's too cool for me, but you know what I mean? Like I love Asala with all my heart, but yeah, like I used to play with Asala all the time and he was beast. And yeah, just like, just like that. Like it's crazy. Cause like the little kids, we were, I was literally the little kid at local and then we grew up and then we became like, the 
you know, the people who like that little kids are like, that guy's really good. And like, yeah, that's that's cool. yeah, that's awesome. So how did you, how did you become so good? Like if there are players who, you know, aren't as good and are looking to, to become a better duelist, like how with uh, them? Uh, so like the, the worst answer, the worst answer I probably could give to people. And I highly do not say it is like, do you know, like the rule of like 10,000 hours? Yeah. yeah like yeah, if you, cool. if you dedicate 10,000, so I'm pretty sure I've dedicated at least 10,000 hours and then like a light bulb switched into my head. And then I just started just doing really well. At really? Yeah. Yeah. And like, cause, cause I would play almost every day. It's like in high school, this, this was my thing. I would, I would go to school, go to like gym, I would not gym. I would, I would, I would either play volleyball or basketball, depending on the season, then go to locals or play DB or doing that work and just do that every single day. And it was just a loop over and over and over again. Like at school, I would literally like, I remember if you look at the ledgers on the side, it'd be like three lights, one Lumina, three, I'd write deck lists on my, while I'm taking notes, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you gotta be like a student of the game. You have to like put your best foot forward. And like, that's a lot of things that I don't think people like, like to admit when they say, oh yeah, I was just naturally good. Like, I don't think I was naturally good. Maybe I'm like naturally smart. I'm not, but um, like <laughs> literally you, you just have to put in the hours and you're gonna, you're gonna see improvement, you know? And, and the biggest thing is like, you can't just put in hours. It, you have to put in like perfect practice doesn't make perfect perfect practice makes perfect if that makes sense where it's like if you you can put 10,000 hours into the game but if you don't have the right mindset you don't have the right like thing to learn then you're not going to get anywhere that type deal yeah a lot a lot of my Yu-Gi-Oh like analogies comes from like from from my like volleyball coach so that, that's why it's all these, it's all these like canned statements you know what I mean like student of the game or things like that so like I, I would always apply that to to, to Yu-Gi-Oh but then besides that is like my biggest thing is like get rid of your ego like there are like so many there's so many i don't want to call them bad players but there's so many people that go to a ycs or go to an event and then they they have like the best deck they're friends with x and x good player and they come in like i'm gonna crush it i'm the best and then they have this just awful mental of like they're better than their opponent you know what i mean like sure i think that but then like it there's yeah. like to a degree you know yeah. what i mean you have to have like this respect mutual respect for your opponent and then there are these people that ruin their entire tournament because their mental is just awful they lose to some guy with a who's literally playing a structure deck you know what i mean and then they're just like i want to drop out of this tournament you know like um there was this one ycs um i got um i got uh got top 16 and what happened was i literally lost to a guy he pulls his his side deck out of his pocket and says, oh, this is my side deck. I don't have a deck box. And I lost to this guy round one. He crushed me. Masterpiece is broken. Like, he destroyed me. And, like, you know, like, a, a much weaker player would would literally just not want to play. But, like, I feel like if you just remove your ego and, and you learn from other people, mm-hmm. you're just going to get good. You know what I mean? It's, like, the same thing. It's, like, if you can learn from a little kid, then for sure you're going to learn from someone who's a god at Yu-Gi-Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, kill your ego and that's your best way to grow in all shapes and forms in life. So yeah, that makes sense for sure. And like, I think that kind of goes back to what a lot of people have said in this podcast where it's like when they lose, they'll sit there and like reflect how they lose and like be open to losing and not just like dismiss their play, like their opponent is getting lucky or whatever. Or like people who, you know, are have like a bigger ego would be like, Oh, he's shit. He just got lucky. And like, yeah. (laughs) Or had this one out. And it's yeah. My first ever ARG I went to was ARG Las Vegas. And I see Billy break. And this is my second time seeing Billy break. My first time was like, I, it was my first ever YCS top. And I was like, Oh my God, it's Billy break. He's so broken. And then I, I, I was too shy to be like, Hey Billy, I'm Ed. You know what I mean? And then, and then after I see him at White House Vegas, I'm like, this is Ed, here's your chance. You get to just talk to him, do whatever. So I went over to Billy. I'm like, hey, Billy, uh, I don't know if you know me. And then Billy was like, oh, I know you, bro. You're the Stardust Assault Mode guy. You talked to White House a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, he, know, he, he knows me. You know what I mean? And then I asked him, and he was like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, oh, uh, I know it's kind of weird, but like, what's your greatest advice in Yu-Gi-Oh? And he's like, how do you win? I, I literally said it's a, such a stupid question. It was, how do you win? You know what I mean? And he goes, you, he, he literally goes, you win by losing a lot. Once you lose enough, 
there's going to be something that happens and then you're just going to figure it out and just win. And I was like, it, it sounds so dumb, but like looking back at it, I'm like, that's probably true. You know, like I've lost so many games and yeah. like, yeah, like I remember my losses way more than my wins. You know what I mean? Cause that, that, that's where you learn the most from. Yeah, no, I definitely lost a ton when, when I first started playing. It's true. And, and you said that you had like, you played a ton, a ton, a ton, and then like a light bulb kind of switched on. But yeah. was there an actual like thing that kind of clicked for you where you like learned a specific thing that changed or all of a sudden you just kind of like things just kind of came to light and it was just like automatic without even realizing it? Uh, I, I, I think it's a, I think honestly, as lame as it sounds, I think a lot of success in Yu-Gi-Oh has to do a lot with confidence. Like it's, it's such a weird thing to say, but like, like uh, my very first ever time popping anything, I was like this little, little weird, awkward kid head down, like, oh, I got lucky, blah, 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 blah. But the moment I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm actually not that bad. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm that, that's when I started popping off, you know? And that was like before I even like was doing well. It, it, it's, it's just like this like understanding that, you're like not how do I say it? it's like you, you just know not know you're good but you are confident in your abilities you know what I mean I remember there was this one YCS where um all my friends in my Skype call we all talked and I look at us and I go are we good at Yu-Gi-Oh I don't get it like I was like like, like I really looked at him I was like really like are we good like we're literally nine out of the 16 in top 16 right now like and then, and then one of my friends is Elvis. Elvis goes, "Yeah, we're pretty fun. We're pretty, pretty good." And I was like, "Okay." And at that moment, I was like, "Maybe, maybe it is." And then I feel like when when you're more confident in your abilities, it really just like it, it puts you in this Zen state. You know what I mean? Of being in the flow. You know, where it's just like you, even if you make a mistake, you're not gonna dwell on it. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're just able to play correctly. Because so, I feel like that's a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, like being in this like Zen flow state of like being confident and like you could not make a wrong move that type of like deal you know so but how do you uh how how do you think you develop that confidence uh like what changed for that it was just like maybe play testing a bunch allowed you to have like go into a tournament with that confidence and then after like winning you were like oh okay now uh yeah i i guess like like what happened is just like eventually like <laughs> see it's so weird like I just started doing better at locals and I don't know what happened. And like, I hate it. So one of my least favorite conversations ever in Yu-Gi-Oh is when people are like, man, you only got good. Cause all the, all the good people left Yu-Gi-Oh. That's like a thing that I, I like, I respect all the new players in Yu-Gi-Oh because they have to hear all the old head people from 2009 say that. And it's like, you'd shut up grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, um, I, I think just playing over and over and over again, you just see the connect, you, you can connect the dots. You know what I mean? Like Yu-Gi-Oh in general is just all pattern recognition. You know what I mean? It's just you like, oh, this this happened because of this. And that, that's why I think playtesting is super important because it's like, you you only know, like you'll remember something that happened in playtesting and then it'll come into fruition in, in, in the actual tournament. And you'll be like, whoa, I remember I lost because I did this. I'm going to do something else. And then it gets you there. So I'm a big, uh, like play test. I know a lot of people, I don't know about in your interviews, but a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I'm a theory guy. I like being a theory dude. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'm a bash your head against the wall a thousand times till it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Those guys are too smart for me. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just here playing over and over and over again until I become a robot wow. that type of deal. Yeah. So how how much playtesting are you doing for the LCS this weekend then? Um, enough, enough. I don't want to say a lot because, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I play like 9, 12 hours a day because that's just a straight lie. But I don't want to say my real amount because if I say my real amount, then my teammates will be like, man, dude, this dude won't be playing this much. What the... But yeah, but I've been, I've been, I've been really like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite tips about how to get good at Yu-Gi-Oh! And like, no one is going to believe me is watch every YouTube video out there, like on Yu-Gi-Oh! Like hundred percent. So like, like one of my favorite things I uh, like I do like is like, let's say I want to learn about prank kids, right? I'll literally go on YouTube, type the word prank kid and just like leave everything on play 
and just listen to everything they say. And it could be some guy with seven views or it could be a guy with like 2 million views. You know what I mean? But like, it's like one of those things where it's like, you learn a lot, like from, from just listening to people talk about it. You know what I mean? And like, and just like that, there, there was one YCS where I play a team Samurai X. You know who that guy is? The team Samurai guy? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, um, Sam. I play Sam on the bubble and he goes, uh, step five, go. And then I pop off and then I negate something uh, with my one negate on the board. And I look at him and I say, go. And he looks at me and he goes, no, no attack. I go, no, 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 no. I've seen your YouTube videos. I literally say that out loud. I see your YouTube videos. I know last YCS, you played one copy of this. And then he goes, all right, draw. And then he loses. And then he goes, you really watch my YouTube videos? Oh yeah, Stormy Mirror Force, right? And then it's a Stormy Mirror Force. You know what I mean? Like, that's so funny. Yeah, and, 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 and that, that like it's so crazy because I'll play against people with like like zero accomplishments or like not nothing, right? And this has happened countless YCSs where where they'll do something and I'll be like, oh, oh, you play this, right? And they look at me and go, what do you mean? How do you know that? You don't know me? And I go, oh no, you got third place at like a Chicago regionals like like three months ago, right? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, and like. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I watched that video. <laughs> and, and, and it's like this autism level, you know, this, this, this like very like, like it's crazy how many wins I've got from just doing that. You know That's what I mean? Hilarious. So you just watch yeah. every deck profile on YouTube. Every deck profile <laughs> ever. And, and like, obviously it's really cool winning flashy like that. But the thing about it is like the logic is uh, like you get to see what the common man thinks, right? Like if I only ask broken players, like, oh, what should I do? My testing, my deck building, everything becomes kind of like a inbred, you know? I'm only ready for the most, the best of the best, right? But yeah. there's gonna be a guy that just plays Mirror Force in their deck randomly. <laughs> and what if that's just the wave? What if that's just the wave, you know? What if that's just like, that's what every not good player thinks is good, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, like, it's like now, right? Like uh, in uh, Dryton, Vanity's ruler is losing, is losing favor amongst a lot of really good players. But what if you play against old JoJo over there and he's still playing Vanity's ruler, you know what I mean? And you have zero outs, you know? Like it, it's one of those, like I literally, like Bowden makes fun of me that I play for the 1% a lot of the time. I play for like the 1% odds of some guy being out of the loop. And then I get rewarded so often because I do that. That's hilarious. Um, so, are there any like underrated cards you think in the in the current format? Uh, I think I think the format's actually like super solved right now. Like it's either trap decks, combo decks, and then like hand trap decks, I guess. Uh, the card, I think the card that like I, I I just think in general the deck that just doesn't get enough respect is like Dragoon, like like the, the, the brain dead Dragoon decks where you just go Dragoon set traps, you know what I mean? Like those decks are so good if you never draw vanilla, you know what I mean? So like, I, don't, I, I, think, I think that's just like uh, a strategy that a lot of like, that, I feel like a lot of like, a lot of good players are like, I'll never play that deck, you know, that deck, that deck, no skill. You know, it's like, when, it's like when Gravekeeper was a deck and then people were like, yeah, no, Gravekeeper, I don't want a I special Gravekeeper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I mentioned it. But it was like, it was like I want a special summon seven times. Why would I ever play Necro Valley? You know what I mean? Or it's like, oh, I want why would I play Royal Oppression? You know, well, you know, obviously I think you should have always played Royal Oppression, but like, you know, there's some people who are just like, oh, why would I play this like deck that just flips and attacks? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I feel like not enough good players put respect on how good Dragoon, the, any type of Dragoon's deck does. You know what I mean? All right. So maybe the underrated card is Dragoon. Yeah, Dragoon. Or like just trap cards in general. I'm a big fan of trap cards. So. Me too. Maybe it's because we're old fashioned. Yeah. We played the game back. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, like, that's the thing, right? Like uh, in 2000, like 17, mm -hmm. I said, no more trap decks. They're holding me back. Like, like as a joke, right? And I don't think I've played a trap deck since like 2017, like in a big tournament, you know what I mean? Like I top with Thunder Dragon, I top with, uh, what is it called? Like like invoke, none of these like set purple card decks anymore. So like, I think it's like one of those, like, 
I, I, I think, well, I think now is the first time in a long time where traps are really good. So it just makes me happy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love to hear that. When, when I cube, like one time I cubed, it was me, uh, a solid George, um, our friend Jonathan. You know, Jonathan, do you know Jonathan Weigel? Yeah. yeah Jonathan Weigel. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I don't remember who else, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just draft because it was it was like with new cards. I just drafted all the trap cards. Yeah, and I got yeah, second, yeah. and I was just like destroying everybody. I'm like, yeah. why is nobody picking the damn trap cards anymore? Like they're so good. Yeah, they just don't put respect on the name. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, have you been paying attention at all to uh, Blazing Vortex? But no, no, no. I you asked me. Okay, so <laughs> if, if people didn't know, I actually had an interview with Austin before, but then we kind I kind of met, the audio was kind of messed up. Yeah, that was my. Yeah, I literally, I literally said the same thing. He asked me, "Did you look at the new set?" And I was like, "Uh, no, I'm I'm the worst person to talk about that one. I I have bad investments throughout my entire life, so <laughs> I do not know anything about the new cards." Well, what the new pot is out, right? The new pot is out. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What about that? Have you heard anything about that card at least? Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends who say that card's really, really good, but yeah. you need to, you need to have it in a deck where it's good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, where it that, actually like benefits yeah. from it. Yeah, that's okay. all I know. Everything else is uh, right there over my head. So you're not one of the guys who like pays attention to the OCG meta at all? To no, okay. So only twice have I played, like paid attention to OCG. Hmm. It, uh, um, fun fact, they were, I both did good in those formats. Oh. Weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe it should be more often. Yeah. It was um, it was Zoo, so uh, Zodiac. Asala like came up to me and was like, yo, Zodiac is the next big deck. It's so broken. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And we tried every variation of Zoo. And then Asala went to Worlds. I, I, I taught Nats and like, like, you know, like, and I was really good. I think I was really good with Zoo and I was really good at that format. And then we, we practiced that. That's the only time I ever looked at it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, it was crazy because Asala topped a YCS, like, I literally think that is the worst deck to ever top a YCS when it's all played that deck. It was um, it was uh, a zoo with, with Blaze Accelerator, not Blaze Accelerator, with Tri Blaze Accelerator. Oh. You know, the trap card. Because you can, yeah, the trap card. Oh, there was, oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we literally played three Garnets in our deck. Three, three like the, the, the shell. You yeah. got the shell, but you know, the one that blows up the entire field. Okay. Yeah. That's and, an uh, accelerator or no? Oh, oh, is that Scattershot? Yeah, Scattershot, Scattershot. Okay. We played three Scattershot in our zoo deck. Like, like that, and Asala went X1 in Swiss with that deck. Like Asala made that deck look so broken. All right, let me see what Scattershot does. What, what does this card do? Volcanic Scattershot. Uh, if this card is sent to the graveyard and took 500 damage to your opponent, if this card is sent to the graveyard by the effect of Blaze Accelerator card, you can send two Volcanic Scatter Shots from your hand or deck to the graveyard to throw monsters your opponent's control. We played that in our Zoo deck <laughs> because they because Paleozoic has a foolish burial for trap cards. So, like, Regeki and Dark Hole were really broken in that format. So we're like, if we could just play five Regekis because because you just activated that. And, yeah. and like... Everyone was like, how did you come up with that idea? That, well, first, a lot of people thought we were just crazy. Like, uh, yeah, but like, they were like, how did you come up with that idea? And I was like, oh, we looked at an OCG deck list, and it got is the only time that deck's ever been in, in the OCG. It got first at a tournament, and we were just like, maybe we should try it. And we tried it, and we're like, yo, this is broken. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that, that's the one time. And the other time is... Um, um, Right after Burning Abyss format, like Burning Abyss and Across, all that jazz, um, I actually uh, spent like a month and a half in the Philippines because that's where most of my family's from. Oh, cool. So I went to the Philippines okay. and I, I posted on Zodiac. I was like, hey, uh, any locals? You know, like I, I want to play Yu-Gi-Oh! And then um, their format was, you know, the OCG is like months ahead. So when I came to, when I came there, um, they were like, oh, here, I have this Monarch deck you could play. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I learned how to play Monarch from them. So when Monarch came out, I was like, this is my time to shine. And then I went undefeated at a YCS. Wow. Uh, I, taught, I taught Nationals. I taught the ARG. I taught another YCS. And wow. I was like, I was like, damn, dude. Like, maybe, like, practicing with the, you know, the OCG gurus was where it's at, like, there. Because I, I, I thought at, at one point, I was like, man, I'm, like, I'm broken with Monarch. Like, I'm unbeatable, you know what I mean? So maybe that's the secret is to go over there every couple of months. Every couple of months, you know, because yeah. well, I, I always like OCG deck lists because like OC, like 
it's always been like that. Like American players and OCG players have this like way different mindset. Like I love because California, there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's a lot of different people coming in and out. So there's always like random like people from China or random people from Japan that come over for, you know, for schooling and stuff. And they play at our locals and they'll play with the weirdest, junkiest decks. And I'll be like, what are you doing? And then they'll win. And I'll be like, man, OCG has it right. Like every time. And I always just think it's really cool when they come over, they, they, they play like a random card. And I'm just like, man, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's it. And then, yeah, I like that. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, maybe people should check that out then. Uh, that's You're not the first person to recommend checking out the OCG stuff. Mm-hmm. That seems to be um, a, a good way to get a leg up. Um, so the new ban list is supposed to be coming out, I guess, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- what do you want to see on it? Um, I think... Hmm. Okay, honestly, I think Dragoons is super unhealthy for the game. Like, it's not broken to where... Oh, it's broken, obviously. But it's not, like, this, like, god card. But it's, like, it creates this, like... I hate any card that says, hey, you need to play XXX card in your deck if you ever want to be relevant. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when Masterpiece exists, you know, the the Draco card. If you didn't have it out in your deck, then you were playing to... To basically lose you know what i mean like there was like a 10 percent chance of them just summoning it and then you just not having any feasible way to kill it so like like i i actually think forbidden droplet is a unplayable card it is like not a good Yu-Gi-Oh card you know what i mean you know forbidden like it literally does the same thing as forbidden chalice it literally you know what i mean like impermanence does almost the same exact thing right but then the fact that it's untar like the fact that it's um, untargetable makes those cards unplayable. You know, forbid chalice, mm. imperm, normal standard things, and you have to play like a card that only is good in some matchups and only good against certain cards because it doesn't trade up favorably. You know what I mean? You literally discard a card and it negates a monster effect. But there's like 50 cards in Yu-Gi-Oh that does it. But it's so it's so. Uh, it's only only thing there is to stop Dragoons from that, but also to stop VFD. But then VFD is like a card that people think. I, I don't. I think VFD might get hit, but personally, I don't think it deserves it because mm-hmm. like like VFD creates this thing where it's like VFD is very good against non back row decks. You know, it's very good against combo decks, but it's low key unplayable against decks that have that set a trap card or set a backfield you know what i mean so like i i think it like that that's like a not a fair card but it keeps the game in check maybe i'm just wrong and i'm biased and i like i like when people summon vfd and i flip trap cards but yeah like i think dragoon's just dragoon's just unhealthy bro like the brilliant fusion also like relatively unhealthy because it goes in so many decks and you have to play bad cards in your deck for for a broken card, you know? So, and then it, it just ruins deck building where it's like, one, it it, it makes uh, it makes you have to play certain cards. And two, you have to play these cards that don't do anything in your deck except fulfill the requirement to play said broken card. So like, I, I really hate cards that limit deck building. So like things like that, where it's like, you need to play these cards to out it. And then you need this card to that. So I think Dragoons is super unhealthy. Um, is there any other card that I think is like Omega Broken? Uh, I think Mystic Mind. Mystic Mind is like one of the stupidest cards ever made. Literally yeah. the best field spell ever printed, like bar none. And then we're, we are just accepting that it exists. You know what I mean? Like Chicken Games, Chicken Games only existed for almost a year, like less than a year. You know what I mean? And that, that is also runner up for one of the most broken field spells ever. But like Mystic Minds existed for almost like two years now you know what i mean that is not cool like <laughs> that is just not cool and it's one of those things where it like it's one of those cards that again that i says it limits deck building you can choose to lose to mystic mind and that's fine like a lot of decks i play right now i'm just gonna flip mine i lose because it, it, it it's a it's an outlier the odds of someone activating mystic mind is pretty low but it's one of those things where it's like there are formats where where if you don't have spell and trap destruction then and then you have to hold it you know what i mean it it just it it just ruins the whole deck building thing it's not about who made the best deck you literally have like you have to play three cards in your deck to to stop 
Mystic Mind back in like older formats. So Mystic Mind should just not be allowed. And like people who say it's at one, that makes it worse because you got to play like, well, like you got to, you're going to play what, two Cosmic Cyclone for one Mystic Mind? They just might never draw. You know what I mean? And like Mystic Mind's so broken because Mystic Mind, you can play in control decks. And then like, you know, when people were playing Thunder Dragon, you would sign Mystic Mind in the mirror because they just wouldn't have it out to it. So it's just not, it's just not cool. Like that card is just not cool. Besides that, um, I think Drayton, like Drayton is like super fair as is. Obviously it's like really broken, but I feel like there's a lot of interactions that happen. So I think that deck's totally fine. Um, virtual world, that, that's the thing. I don't think the best decks are better than everything out there. Like it's not miles ahead. So again, again, I'm I am not playing as much as the other people. I know there's some Gen Z kids who probably think, you know, this guy's crazy, but you know, like I don't know. I, I don't think there's a lot of like really I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is in a I don't want to say good state, because I'm not a big, big fan of this format, but I'm not a big big fan of this format because cards like Dragoons exist, Dragoons ruins the control mirror, and then BFD ruins any chance of you wanting to play combo without having to like dilute your deck with you know like hand traps and stuff like that you got to play like forbidden chalice if you want to beat dragoons or you got to play like x amount of hand traps and that's like not fun so maybe that's why um vfd should get limited but maybe again i'm biased because trap cards are cool but yeah maybe vfd belongs there i agree trap cards are cool let's see them more I was excited when I saw people playing like needle ceiling and torrential and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Torrential, torrential hands down is my favorite, my favorite normal trap card by far. So How could I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you like the way the like the direction that the game is heading overall? Uh well, one, I don't think it's heading anywhere right now because you know there's no YCSs, there's no nothing. <laughs> That's um, true. That's true. But just like I, the sets that are getting really like, are you happy with how uh, like Phantom Rage and then Genesis Impact and like Virtual World and uh, so, right. so 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 I think I think uh, a lot of the cards they 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 all the archetypes they've come out with have been really really fun and really really cool uh, mm-hmm. so I think that's really good about it um, the whole thing about like uh, like the sets and stuff I wouldn't know because uh, I don't own any cards right now like <laughs> I would have an opinion you know if I had to pay money for this stuff but then I I don't you know. So I really don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rarity any of the Dryton cards are. Like, I don't know what... I know Ben Ten's a secret, but, like, two days ago, I found out it was also, like, a common or something like that. And I oh. thought that was crazy, yeah. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know that any rarities of any of these cards. Like, I was kind of mind-blown that Forbidden Droplet was a secret rare. And I was <laughs> like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's not cool. But, yeah, uh, besides that, you know, I, like... I like where Yu-Gi-Oh is going, um, in, in, in that because I, I think this format's not bad. It's just that like when you lose in this format, it's kind of like frustrating because you'll lose to like random outliers or you'll lose to not being able to play. You know what I mean? But besides that, I, I think Yu-Gi-Oh is a lot better now than it was maybe a couple not a couple years ago. There was a point where Yu-Gi-Oh was kind of like just not fun for anyone, mm-hmm. even the people who were comboing. It's not fun. But yeah, like I think I think Yu-Gi-Oh is at a good spot right now. I yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like uh, yeah, 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 that's pretty much it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's that was a good answer. Um, do you think the game is more skillful now than it was back uh, when you started up playing? Okay, so this is something I'm very passionate about. I have I <laughs> speak a whole essay about good. this, good. right? Because I I love I love I love being like an older you know, older player. Mm-hmm. I am, I am, I'm pretty sure like I was playing before some of these kids were born type deal. Um, but I have mad respect for any of the newer generation players. You know what I mean? I was in this weird, I like, like I, I it's weird because I, I, I was part of a new generation and then now I'm just not anymore. Now I'm just considered old. But yeah, like, like, like I really, really, really hate when old people or people who, who <laughs> say, oh man, no. I'm very, I'm, I'm very ageist, by the way. I hate old people. You know, old, old people should not be in charge of our government. But I digress. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but I digress. Um, I hate when old people 
always go, man, Yu-Gi-Oh is so different. Yu-Gi-Oh, all you do, all this special stuff in it, blah, blah, blah. It's it's so unskilled, untalented. But like the thing is, bro, like it, it, it it's 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 a different game. Yu-Gi-Oh from 10 years ago is not Yu-Gi-Oh in 2021. And there there people just need to understand that, you know? Like um, imagine imagine in basketball i'm not i'm not a big like now i'm not a big sports guy i'm not very good at sports i'm not never been good at sports at all but imagine if someone was like man you guys focus on three pointers too much this this is not the old basketball i i know that's i what only they all know do say. huh <laughs> that's what they all do say yeah, yeah. Barkley, he's like yeah exactly well, that, that's actually who i was copying but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally 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 it, it, it it's so it's so nasty when people go oh man it's so different but bro like it, it it's it's it, it's like people complaining about about computers are are bad you know when, when before people complain about books you know it's just different you know you, you're never gonna say hey man you know michael phelps he's a good swimmer but i could beat him in a boxing match you know it's it's two different games and like the thing that most people need to understand right is like old school Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, from my perspective, had a lot to do with um, a lot to do with like making reads, interacting, and things like that, right? And one of the big reasons why that that was so important is because the the there was not a spread of information. Like decks would not be solved, you know, formats would not be solved in a matter of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So like people hiding like information to to, to play at an event. Uh, would 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 be so beneficial, you know? Like, um, what what's that deck? Uh, Final Countdown. When Final Countdown, if Final Count, uh, when Final Countdown was like topping YCSs randomly, uh, and people were like, in two weeks, someone made an article. Oh, you make Acid Golem, so you take two thousand damage every turn, so they can't flip Hope for Escape, so then you could win, right? But that wouldn't have existed eight years ago. If Final Countdown existed. No one would have. No one would have. Like the people who would have thought that would be the people who would be winning the YCSs, you know what I mean? So like technical play was way, 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 way more important back in the day than, than it is now. Because like now people have like spreadsheets on how to properly sequence every single part of their turn, right? And then now I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh is more so about deck building, right? And like, you just need to make the most efficient deck, the most powerful deck you need to make the deck that is the best for this tournament you know before you can get carried by misinformation uh by just playing smarter and better than your opponent but now everyone has the same access to the tech cards everything like that you know everyone can uh i remember at dragon nationals like a moment before everyone was like oh yeah um, what's that card? DNA surgery, super broken against prophecy. But like all the people who were in the know knew about it because we just played a lot of dueling book. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's stuff like that. It's just a different game and you're rewarded for different things. Obviously there is like a transition of skills where both need like sequencing and stuff like that. But like now I think it's more about deck building. And that's why I think like Jesse Conn is probably like the best player in the world because he's broken at making decks that he could play, you know what I mean? But then, you know, if you if you look back then, there was a lot of people who would play and they would do well because they were given a deck and they would just play and yeah, just be good sure. at it, yeah. But yeah. now it's a lot harder because now it's like, I feel like you need to be a much better deck builder, that type of deal. Okay, so what's it, so. <laughs> it's, so it's different, you cannot say, you cannot say, you cannot say one is harder or not. If you say it, you're just capping. You're just capping. You're literally capping. Like I'm on, I'm not on either side. I'm on the side of justice. You know what I mean? I respect on both sides. The old heads are right. There is a lot more more interaction in the you know the thing. The Gen Z kids are right because it's all about deck building. It's all about meta calls. It's all about that. But then it's like trying to compare a boxer and a swimmer. You just you just can't. They're just two different games. All right, that's a fair answer. That's a fair yeah. answer. That's fair. Not the answer I was uh, expecting. I like to get a, uh, you know, a little contentious here. I want people to, I want people to get amped up from this and be like, 
What the heck is he talking about? No, no, no. Because the people that say that, the old people that say that kind of stuff and the young people that say that kind of stuff, they're just uneducated, bro. They just have, they're just, they're just stuck in their ways, you know? Well, you actually played the whole time, too. So, like, you actually yeah. do have a, a good view of it. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Uh, what's your uh, favorite card of all time? Uh, I said it earlier. It was Injection Fairly, hmm. by far. Definitely one of my favorite cards. Gotcha. Uh, do you have a favorite format of all time? Favorite format of all time. Uh, I really, really liked uh, Shadal Necroz Burning Abyss. Mm. Like, that was, like, by far. That was, like, when I started, like, doing well. And I would play a lot. And I remember I literally played a different deck every regional. And I got top eight. I topped, like, five in a row. And I, and then I was like, oh, man, like, you literally can play any deck and do well. You know what I mean? And that that's, like, a lot of good players like formats where – it's like one deck only, but I hate those. Well, I like those formats because you can abuse it, but that's why they like it. I like the decks where you could literally play anything. Mm. And it's just like, it's just like a big, you know, like as long as you know the format and you could give logical explanations on why you're playing these cards, you'll do well. And I like those formats a lot. I like the, the broad spectrum formats mm. more than anything. Interesting. Yeah, I was always uh, the other way. I was one like, deck kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, if I know we're playing the same thing, then I could probably just outplay you, and the better player will win. I do not have that mentality ever. I just I hate it. I hate it because I always box myself in like that. I always go, man, these guys have been playing this stuff for like six more months than me, bro. I'm I'm not about it. You know what I mean? Only in Zoo and Mono is like I've been playing this deck since day one. I'm better than ninety yeah, percent right. of these people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, if you could change one rule, what would it be? Um, the time rules. Time I would rules. change that, but I have to give a bad answer because I don't know how you would change it to make it fair. Because the issue is, no matter what, we are playing a game to win. So there's going to be someone that will bend and skew the rules to make it unfun. So I don't, I don't know how you would ever fix it, but the way it is now should not exist. The only positive benefit of it is is I like going to dinner at eight o'clock. You know what I mean? So that's very helpful. That is nice. Yeah. I remember, oh, we used to get In the very first time. event I played uh, with the new time rule, it was at Nats. And we finished at eight and we could eat at a restaurant we made reservations for. That's never happened. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to going to a Denny's or like a Hooter or someplace that opened until like two yeah. and then eating garbage food. And I was like, man, I got to eat real food today. You know? That's very nice. I do look forward to that um cool yeah i don't think i have uh any more questions that i can think of do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody um shout outs to team jobber i'm part of jobber super old bunch of old heads there too uh let's see uh shout out to my dog he's in the background um <laughs> nothing really shout out to dual masters the best discord ever as a discord i have i've had it for like over like seven eight years i don't even know how how old discord is that's how long i've had it uh, they're all my friends. They're all my friends there. Is that the uh, one with Zaxxon? Yeah, that's the one with Zaxxon. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. funny. He kept taking discords from me, like the trap card. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have it actually in my, uh, in, in my, uh, on my kitchen, uh, whatever it's called, on my fridge. I have a, a discord he signed uh, on my, oh, on my fridge cool. right now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah cool. uh, besides that, shouts to everyone who plays Yu-Gi-Oh. Shouts to everyone who's alive right now. You're doing great. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, uh, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Unless you have anything you want to add, anything you don't get to say that you want to scream and shout at the last. No, I, I think I think I'm good. Yeah. All right, Hopefully. sweet. Well, hey, thank you so much for um, doing this a second time. Yeah, this no one, problem. This one will actually be released because there the audio is very good with your slick microphone that you were not using the last time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, uh, thanks, Ed. I, I appreciate the time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's end record.